I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no? Did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Oops! The Podcast. Mm. Okay. We've got a warbler over here. I don't know where that came from. We got a warbler in the house. A warbler. What's a warbler? I think it's a a type of bird that sings. I was like, is that the guy who died in jail in North Korea? (laughs) Warbler? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Wormbriar, right? I forget how. Yes, I think you're right. Close, right? Auto (laughs) Wormbriar something. Yeah. No, warbler is different from, from him. Uh, warbler is an old-fashioned term. I think it refers to anyone who's sort of singing. Singing. Yeah. Warbler, dude. Love it. Um, do Chris, I... you got Warbler for us? What does it say? Okay. Okay, never mind. No, yeah, that's fine. No, no, you can keep it. Keep it. Yeah. Keep it. Hey, G, how are you, man? What's up? Dude, so I started this conversation the other day and everybody looked at me like I was crazy and I want to know what you think about this. I was saying how it's not fair that women get to get pregnant, but men don't. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. I, wait, but that's not even that, that's not that controversial. It's just that like people apparently don't agree with me. Because, and then I thought about it and I guess that like the prevailing school of thought is like women have to bear the burden of that and it is indeed a burden and men get off easy but i feel like it's an incredible thing like i would love to be able to get pregnant dude really yeah dude a fucking human grows inside of you bro and then you pop it out and like you have this bond this like unique bond with it that that men don't have yeah that's like not fair in my opinion Mm. Mm. (laughs) it's a give and take obviously like there are there are clearly advantages of not having to do it what your body goes through obviously and sort of like all the emotional stuff, and I know you lose your hair after or whatever. I'm sure there's thousands of other what? things. I don't even know. No, they say like your hair is so strong when you're pregnant because like your body's in like create mode and your hair is just strong and beautiful and vibrant. But then once the baby comes out, you lose some of your hair. Oh, like the hair that was supposed to have come out during that time naturally all comes out at once. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow, that's scary. That sucks. Yeah. I I personally am am very um, happy with the way things are set up. <laughs> I I like the status quo with women getting pregnant. I admire them for it. Thank you. We salute you uh, from the sidelines. That's really what it is. I am perfectly at peace with the fact that I do not have to bear the insane pain of watching my private part open to a circumference I've never before seen right? as a body comes out of it. You gotta just fucking you know, slide them out, dude. And it's, that is crazy. I know. But dude, I just, this, this idea of this thing in you, this person in you kicking, you can feel it. Like, that's all crazy to me. Like yeah. I would like to experience that. I think one thing, one thing that's odd to me is that um, we were hanging out with someone who was pregnant not too long ago. Someone we don't even know that well. Mm-hmm. And, my my girlfriend uh just sort of subconsciously reached out and put her hands on the on the lady's belly mm. and um 
I didn't really see it happen, but afterwards she told me about it. And I said, do you think that's okay? Are you allowed to do that? Right. <laughs> Don't you need to ask permission or something? Yeah. And she like... said something like, you know, there's an understanding among women of we want to touch each other's bellies when people are pregnant. And I, even as I was doing it, we kept having the conversation and she didn't, she was totally fine wow. with it. Um, See, I too would like to be able to do that, dude. I want to just go touch the bellies too. But you want your, no, you would mean you want your belly touched. I would want my, I'd be fine with having my belly touched. I think it's, you know, it's, you know, it's odd to me is how you always see women who are pregnant in pictures resting their hands on the belly. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, they do. The they, o- they always have on one top. hand. Even when they're with a group of people, they rest their hands on the on belly. The belly. It, and it's like, no, we get it. You're pregnant. You didn't need to tip the cap yeah, but about that. Yeah, but aren't they like comforting the child or something? What? Because the, t- the child is camera shy? Dude, you just don't get it, bro. Because I don't, don't get it. <laughs> Does the kid know that a picture is being taken? No, but bro, you're you're like like we who who seek to bear children. I we who seek to bear children understand the thrill, dude. We get it. I understand why I would have the thing there to be like, you know, it's me. I'm just like spending time with my baby, dude. Uh, but are you posing or are you doing that? For the baby. Well, it depends if I'm like literally posing or if I'm just chilling and doing it, then I'm doing it for the baby. But, you know, there's ways to do the pose, too. Like if I if I were to do one of those photo shoots where, you know, saying that all forms of the body are beautiful and I'm naked and I'm holding my baby, I might do some of the sort of like cliche poses. But I get that. That's like a pregnancy photo shoot. Right. I'm talking you're wearing a sundress. And you're with four of your friends, and uh, all of you are wearing sundresses for some reason. And w- only you, who, by the way, Julio, you're barely showing. <laughs> you're not a blimp yet. You're barely, barely showing. High. And therefore, you want to clarify, maybe that's what it is. You're clarifying, I didn't gain weight. I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. I am resting my hand to 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 make sure nobody has any doubts. So on top, you're that, saying that, on that top. I didn't just eat all the nachos this morning, <laughs> and like that's what's going on here. Well, okay, fine. Maybe it's a little more ambiguous with the top hand, but dude, the bottom hand is literally to support the baby. Like you're supporting. I mean, it's a heavy thing. Like your back feels it. Like when you stand up, like you feel it. You know. So yeah. So I get you that. Cradle though. it. I get that though. Do you know? Do you know what I'm talking about with these pictures? Yeah. The the like the hand top hand, on top. The resting it on the top. I think I, they're not walking around doing that all the time. True. No, I, I think it's like you're spending time with your baby by doing that and you're monitoring it. Like, you know, if your baby starts fucking doing some shit, you're like, oh, OK, like, yeah, but this is my point. They're hungry. not doing that until the camera comes out. Oh, so it has to be. Oh, OK. You think a, it's the, I see what you're saying. It's, a, the, it's a, the pose. Some kind of pregnancy pose. Pregnancy pose. Which, by the way, I don't really have a problem with. I just I'm curious about it. Maybe I do have a problem with it. I'm not really sure. Um, Far be it for me to say that I have a problem with it. Who the hell cares? I just don't. I'm I'm curious about it. What do you got? Apparently, it feels good to them to have to like rub that area on top of their stomach, and also at a certain point when the baby baby is big enough, they can feel when you're touching the stomach as well. See, where were you on that one, Julia? I was saying I said that. Mom, I, I said some version of that, Julia. But I, I, I'm curious about this. I don't think I'm going to breastfeed in public, dude. 
I don't think I'm going to. How regressive of you. No, I know it is, but I'm, I would just be self-conscious. I have no problem with it. And like, I've been with my friends uh, who had kids and we were at lunch in fucking LA and she just didn't warn me. She just takes her tit out, starts feeding the kid. I have no issue with that. At, absolutely no issue with that at all. I don't even think it's controversial. I just know that I will be self-conscious, I think. Mm. And my milky tits, dude. And well, just, to each his or her own, I guess. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm actually not... I'm not joking. Like, I'm not just saying this because I know it would be funny. Like, I actually feel like I wish I could experience that. Mm. I feel like it's a special thing. You've said this before. I have? Yeah. I think, there's, I think there is some jealousy of of men i don't think that this is a uh you, i mean i'm sure other people have felt this but often you hear about it because the children are are so often much closer with their mothers yes. than they are with their yes. fathers yes and i wonder if that's like a nature thing or if it's literally because of the process of birthing i imagine it's obviously it must be both you know what i mean i'm sure you know the sort of maternal the, the notorious yeah. maternal instincts yeah yeah um, interesting so very very good dude speaking of children the girls upstairs are apparently ramping up their their triathlon training you pointed that out at the dinner party yeah and dude from like 7 a.m until 9 p.m they are sprinting back and forth around the apartment and hillary keeps telling me that a i'm a psycho for having gone up there to begin with Mm -hmm. b she's told her (laughs) friends that i went up there and their faces turned cold as she told them and I keep being like, I'm going up there. And she keeps being like, no, you're not. Wow. So now I'm just like sitting here observing the two greatest long distance runners training inside their apartment. It's like, <laughs> are you guys going to, are these girls going to go to school? This is gonna- how like prisoners of war stay fit through their <laughs> confinement. Dude, it like. Jogging around their cell. School starting again, right? In person, I believe. Yes, soon. Yes. Like, very soon. Ooh, let's, thank God. I, we got to talk about back to school stuff, but keep going. Sorry. Back to school. Dude, thank God. The two cutest little girls in the world sprinting around their apartment wearing matching Little Mermaid dresses that I've seen myself. I Top tried, or bottom? Or what, what are they? Yeah, I forget. But it's just like, it it like, might have been Jasmine. Oh, okay. For, or I think it was Little Mermaid. But I was like, just wondering if they had the fish head oh. <laughs> and torso and then their legs. Or if they were running around with, you know, the, the way we'd prefer that they run around on an island with Dude, us. That is very fucking funny. Yeah. Um, also, shout out to Chris making these really cool, like, mood board stories for our episodes. Mm. That's like a nice mm-hmm. touch, dude. Very, mm-hmm. very cool. Let's check those out when uh, you're peeping our gram story. Please follow our Instagram, by the way. And by the way, I have a solution for you with these girls. What? Why don't you just go up and do to them what you did to those kids that were sitting in your row on the plane? <laughs> That's funny. I could do that, but it's a it's a little more abstract. Like I don't know that they're going to understand where they're I'm coming get from. The message. They're mermaids. Also, they're with their nanny, who apparently has no jurisdiction over their behavior yeah. because I was forced to discipline them myself, <laughs> myself, and it's which is impossible. The two cutest girls ever. I tried to like fraternize with them, and that went nowhere because they're still sprinting around. Mm. Uh, so I'm just hoping they go back to school. Damn. Really yeah. Badly. Well, back to school is such a wonderful. I'm so glad you mentioned back to school. <laughs> there, I still I get excited for back to school, even as an adult with no children. Why? It it brings up such fond memories, you know, um, where you'd get your new book covers, and you'd pick your classes, you'd compare schedules with friends. 
or you'd find out who your new teachers were. Yeah, that was fine, you, I guess. You know, you, you'd have you'd have one or two new outfits. Yeah, that you couldn't wait to show off. It was fall. I love fall. Uh, and you, there was something about you. You typically felt ready to go back. Yes, you were excited you to see idling. the girls, the new girls. Some you know, structure. See some cute girls who grew bo- who grew boobs. Yeah, over the summer. who did? Who grew Who's boobs? got them now? Oh, Who's wow. packing? Yeah, dude. <laughs> it was a, what a, an annual time to recreate yourself. Yeah, rebrand yourself. I used to go to Bob's. That was the store, not the discount furniture store. <laughs> It was a department store in Middletown on Main Street. Mm. I would go and I would grab some hot items. I actually would like attempt to fit in. Like I had some South Pole jeans. Whoa. I've talked famously about my makeover that Maris Maris Lutz gave me to try to snag the love of my life. This girl, um, this Russian chick, and it failed. I mm-hmm. tried to kiss her and she rejected me. I, too much time had gone by. Well, they're different. They in have the a different zone. way of, of things, the Russians. My cotton American Eagle polo and my mm. hemp necklace. I had one cool outfit. Yep. That's kind of cringe when you just have one cool outfit yeah, and you're just yeah. wearing it. How many days do I need to let elapse before I can bring this puppy bring back? back the cool outfit. Yeah. Until someone calls you out on it. I don't know. Yeah. I, I have a question, dude. Did you do band? Were you in band? I, well, yeah. But not. not I was in jazz band. Jazz band was like the next level of band. I'm just I, talking band band. Yeah. No, I wasn't in band. I was a good musician. So you were above band. Yeah. <laughs> All my music was intentional. I, I was in bands you had to audition, like the school band that you had to audition for. Dude, it's funny. I feel like certain instruments like have their time and then their time kind of passes. And like in my lifetime, that's happened with the saxophone. The saxophone feels like a very 90s instrument to me. Like if it, it feels like this face. <laughs> the- <laughs> The, the face. It's, really, it's really good, really good. You'd have to see the the face he made. The face is kind of like, oh, hey, baby. Like, yeah, it's just, it reminds me of like Kenny G, fucking like corny ass. And like there was always some kid who was amazing at the saxophone and band who got a solo. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, like, is the sax still killing it in band? Does band still exist? You know, are kids still doing band? I don't hang with that many kids. I wish I did. I used to <laughs> for years when I was tutoring, but. The saxophone is an awesome instrument. It, it, right. it, as as far as the brass section goes, to me, it has the most life. It has the most range. It's the most complicated. It has like a million buttons. Yeah, it's so you can you can dance with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but it's again, there's something like cringe about it, dude. The way the guy they like hold it like it's a woman. It's like okay, dude, like chill. Yeah. That's cool. I think that's cool. I don't know. Dude. You ever see someone playing a big, big sort of big saxophone maybe a bass saxophone it's certainly cool yeah like, especially in like jazz a jazz band but bro if i hear a song like a contemporary song and i hear a saxophone i immediately turn it off i can't handle the saxophone dude i, I think, think there cringe. are more songs you like that do have saxophone parts in them than you would realize i don't know man i'm pretty like in tune with what's happening in a song and if i hear that sax i can't i can't do it Hmm. I don't think feel the sax has aged well. In what my about lifetime. what about all those you know Jubel songs like Klingande? I don't even know what that is. Who's Jubel? You've heard that song. Um, it's it's it, there's no words to it. It's like a dance song, kind of, but it it's cool, dude. We had uh, on my buddy's <laughs> wedding boat, the the booze cruise. There was a DJ and then a live saxophonist, and the saxophone guy turned the hype. 
from a six to a ten. I'm sure that's true. It, it's certainly a cool, potentially live instrument, depending on the context. It sounds like that was really dope. Fucking the uh, like again, jazz, a jazz live jazz. There's a saxophone that's cool, but dude, I don't know, man. I just don't know. I think you haven't met the right saxophone player. It's possible. I think I think we could convert you on this. And like I know I'm like I feel the same way about the acoustic guitar. I know mm. I'm wrong about that. Mm-hmm. I know I'm wrong about the acoustic guitar. I don't feel wrong about the saxophone. Got it. Like I don't feel self conscious saying this out loud. Mm. The, the acoustic guitar, fine. I'm wrong. Okay. And I'm I'm, all right. I'm probably wrong about the saxophone. I'm not saying I'm right. It's my opinion. But the saxophone to me is cringe. No, the only reason I <laughs> I sort of stopped short there was that my mind started going to to a different thing. Oh, which I, I I'm ashamed of. I'm ashamed that I started daydreaming while you were talking. Dude, that's okay. Don't be ashamed because I'm going to try not to do that, though. You know what I mean? It happens. We talk to each other for a lot. We talk to each other a lot. I got to stay plugged in, though. It's okay, dude. I get in trouble for this. This is something, you know, I'm always being told, stay present. Where are you? Come back to us. All of that. That's fair. And, dude, stay present. Sometimes you just need a fucking bowl of cereal, dude, to get you back. Yeah, in, you back know, that would have helped. That would have helped. Sometimes, a little magic spoon would have definitely kept me more on, on the ball in, in the moment. Sometimes you just got to get your fill of some delicious fucking cereal. We love magic spoon. It reminds me, honestly, of being a little kid. Except going back to school. It reminds you of going back to school. Yeah. Did you eat cereal in the morning? Oh, did I? I would too. I ate so much cereal. And I was a cranky, crankopotamus in the mornings. <laughs> and I would set up three boxes of cereal as a wall around my face so that no one could talk to me or look at me. To solve the puzzles, mm-hmm. too? Dude, yeah, but I would bury my face and eat my bowl of cereal and not talk to anyone. Not a morning person. No, no. Well, Magic Spoon is zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only net uh, four net grams of carbs in each serving, only 140 calories per serving. Keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb. You can build your own box. The available flavors to build your very own box are cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, cinnamon, cookies and cream, and maple waffle. Literally something for everybody. I like the maple waffle. And the maple waffle, uh, maple waffle and the cookies and cream are now permanent flavors. Mm-hmm. Maple you, waffle reminds me of going back to school. That's a tough thing to say five times fast. Maple waffle, maple waffle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Magicspoon.com slash oops. Promo code oops. You will get $5. Off of your order, uh, when you order any of their products, magicspoon.com slash oops, promo code oops, grab a custom bundle of cereal, get in there. I have a confession. Ooh. I played the saxophone in fourth and fifth grade. I can see that. How was it? Do you hate me now? Dude, no, but do you still play the saxophone? <laughs> no. You've moved on to cooler endeavors, dude. Mm. I think that's cool, Thanks. Chris. Thank you, thank you, yeah. thank you. I should have kept up with it. I never yeah. got past the recorder because the band teacher bullied me. He well, one time I I was peeing and I would wear sweatpants when I was a little kid, third fourth grade, and I got a little bit of pee on my sweatpants and I tried to wash it out, mm. which obviously is not the right move. So I come back with this giant circle of wetness, mm-hmm. and he goes, "Oh, it looks like somebody had an accident!" <laughs> and the whole class started laughing at me. <laughs> so it turned me off from getting into band, dude. <laughs> Tbh. Oh well, Even that's why I hate the saxophone. Could be. There we go. The truth comes out. This is pretty deep, dude. Yeah. You know. Do you um? Does your mind wander? Yes. So so before I cut you off, before you. No, that's okay. Uh, my mind ah uh, depends. Not, not really. You know what bums me out about it? It happens to me a lot, and it's not as if I'm leaving the conversation, and then building 
you know, renewable energy sources in my mind the way that Elon Musk might when his <laughs> mind wanders. Right. I'm ta- I'm thinking about the dumbest stuff, like stupid what? stuff. Well, when we were talking about that and you started talking about band, I started thinking about saxophone players and how cool they are and, and then maybe trying to get one, you know, hire one for my, my girl's birthday or something like that's that. That's fun. That's fun. But then I started thinking, boy, I bet that's expensive. And then I started thinking, what do you think someone charges as an hourly rate to play a saxophone at a birthday party without a band? And I thought to myself, maybe $400 an hour? Maybe 200 I don't know. And I'm <laughs> you, going through the rates in my right. mind, and that's where my mind went. Were you thinking that I'd be sitting in the corner being like, man, this guy's a loser? <laughs> the saxophone player? <laughs> Fuck this guy, dude. Yeah. Well, maybe we could hire Chris. Chris could yeah, polish off the old, beep, 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 beep. the old horn. Yeah. The old horn, dude. Um, but, dude, you're th- the, the party is a themed party. 70s themed. So I don't know that the sax fits in with that, dude. Well, there were plenty of songs from the 70s that had saxophone parts. Really? Absolutely. Like Earth, what? Wind, and Fire. They all had saxophone and all that stuff? I just threw that out there. I don't know for sure. <laughs> like I, I got to believe disco? the Bee Gees. The Bee Gees had plenty of saxophone parts. Yeah, I guess song. also there's like different parts of the 70s, neither of which I associate with the saxophone, but there's sort of like the Vietnam hippie into the disco Bee Gees second mm-hmm. coming mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. My girl's obsessed with the 70s. Dude, did you watch that Bee Gees doc? No. I recommend you guys watch that. I didn't realize that they were sort of, you know, a group when the Beatles, like they had songs on the charts during the Beatles era and mm. were making that kind of music. The sort of disco Bee Gees were a recreation. Oh, is that right? Like as a group, they had sort of fallen off and were sort of like done. And then they decided to completely change their sound. The one guy who hits that high note, what's yeah. that called? Falsetto. He didn't know he could do that. Until like the mid seventies or something. Really? And then he never sang like that before and realized he could do it. They like did a song with it and it like crushed. They made a soundtrack for some movie and they became huge again. Just like that. That's cool. Pretty cool. That is cool. Uh, I recommend that one. Definitely nice. check it out. I'm trying to think. Um I watched a pretty good doc on Netflix. I think it was Netflix about this mob family that bought a hockey team. Oh shit. I don't know about that. It's cool. Um yeah, in in I think Danbury, Connecticut. Oh, what? That's crazy. Yeah, and they and it was an A or UHL team, the minor league hockey team, and that they say that this family is the family upon which the Sopranos was based. Oh, wow, that's crazy, dude! You also just said mob in a Boston accent. You were like mob, dude. Oh, I didn't mean mob. to. Yeah, that's my fault. <laughs> that's cool. I but, don't talk like so that's, that. So that's that's interesting. The, the, it was a really good doc. I like called Untold. I think so. Yeah, so this dad, who's in the garbage business and has millions of dollars, (laughs) buys a UHL hockey team for his son. No way. uh, Who's 17 years old. (laughs) And then he becomes the president of the team. Wow. And then he assembles the team based on the most insanely childish criteria. <laughs> I got to watch this. Right this and time. it is absolutely spectacular. That's amazing. And apparently it was a big story because, uh, you know, it was all over sports center and That's so cool. the team became very, very good, but they were assembled with the express purpose of fighting people. Dude, that's so, but funny. then they had a couple players too, who could score and they just intimidated teams 
They wanted, as the kid put it, the president, the kid who's seven, his name is AJ, uh, just like Tony Soprano's son. Oh, uh, yeah. So there's a ton of parallels here, by the way. Um, but they said that uh, he said that he wanted to create a mix between his two favorite things, which was WWF wrestling and the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> and so that quack, was what they quack. did. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, and then they fight. I mean, some of these fights are nuts. That's cool. And, uh, it's a really, it was a really good doc. I really enjoyed it. I love stories where like kind of this aloof individual sort of gets lucky. And it's like, you ever read that book, Being There? No. They made a movie out of it. I think Peter Sellers plays the guy. It's this guy who like everything just goes right for him. And like he ends up being like the president or something. I forget the specifics, hmm. but, but it's like that. It's like this guy, this kid assembles this team that ends up being really good. Hmm. And uh, it's so funny, dude. I saw a good one too. Were you going to say more? No, about no. It's called Untold Danbury Trashers. Yeah, the Danbury cool. Trashers. That was the name of their that's team. Very, that's very dope. Yeah. I saw a cool sports doc, too, that was about the Greece uh, national soccer team. When they won the, uh, they won the, the Euros. Euro yeah, I remember that. Um, beat, uh, Portugal. So I, didn't, I just didn't realize how, how much of a joke their soccer program was. Really? Yeah, like I had no idea about that. Like I just don't know enough about soccer, even though like I'm they have one semi decent club team, Olympiacos. So, so uh, apparently, up until this moment, they were their national team was a complete joke. Oh, interesting. And they hired the guy who he was coaching in sort of like the Bundesliga, like this German guy who didn't speak Greek at all. And they just kind of show the process of this guy who doesn't speak the same language as the players coaching them to victory somehow mm. and uh it's, it's called king auto it's it was really really cool that's cool um worth watching as well all right i'll check that out some good wrecks dude do you do you have any memories from so now that we're talking about back to school stuff do you have any memories from childhood that were just kind of like because my dad will like bring things up and i'm like this oh god that was really funny like we all assembled <laughs> the last day of school in fourth grade or fifth grade we assembled in the field to watch ryan who was my next door neighbor at the time, kiss Stephanie. And it was this huge event. He was going to go out there. Ryan was Mr. Casanova back in the day. And he kissed her in front of all of us. And as my dad picks us, picks me up, he remembers me coming to the car with my arms in the air going, Ryan made the move. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan made the move. And he'll remind me of this occasionally. And I'm like, Dude, it's crazy. <laughs> the shit you think is dope when you're like a little kid, dude. Oh, Ryan man. made the move. Just thrilled that someone else did something. That I just can't imagine a world where the entire student body gathers for something like this. Dude. Yeah, it's that's just... very voyeuristic. I mean, is he in porn now? Like... <laughs> Burr Elementary School in the field. Uh, no, he's not in porn now. He lives in California. I believe he works in real estate. Oh. He's a wonderful guy. So keep in touch with him still. Um, and dude, it was this just big event mm. and dude, I, I feel like that stuff sort of continued in its own way throughout high school when your world is so small and everybody knows each other. I mean, I went to a small high school. You did too, right? Um, relatively like mine. I think mine had 600 kids. Yeah. Mine was less than that, but it, it was a public school, which was weird. Yeah. No, same with mine. It, yeah. was, it was, it was, uh, I think it was, mine was like 560 or something like that. Yeah, because Hillary went to like a huge high school, and she didn't necessarily know everybody in her grade, uh, and not definitely not in the whole school. Mm. I think it was like thousands. Of do kids. you think? Do you think right now, you have a child, and you have money is no option. Are you sending your kids to public or private? It depends where I live. 
Yeah, that's that's a that's a good. Answer. That's a cop out, unfortunately. But like some places have notoriously good public schools. Well, would you? Okay, then let me rephrase. So, would you want to choose a district or a place to live based on the strength of the schools, the public school system? <sighs> maybe, maybe. The idea of that—that that this sort of like—I don't, I, you know, I like my life. I like my dynamic urban life. Like, I, I the idea of sort of moving in to to get my kid in a good school where I don't have to pay. Hopefully, I can just make enough money or fucking that I can pay for them to go to the right public private school, even if I'm in a place where the public schools aren't good. Interesting, yeah. Like in the city, there's like a couple. Of, I've thought about this a bit. There's a couple private schools that stand out in my mind of places where I wouldn't mind sending my kids. You would send your kids to school in the city? Yeah. And like, not to like the uptown private schools that are a little more kind of obnoxious where like, yeah, the kids are really aware of who's the richest already Mm -hmm. at like a really young age. I mean, maybe something a little more bohemian perhaps like a St. Anne's or a Packer or a poly prep. uh, Poly prep is kind of like jockey, which I guess maybe is a good thing. Yeah. We're jockey, but, but I don't know. Like, yeah, something like that. Yeah, St. Anne's sounds good. Or fucking, uh, you know, Friends Seminary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know, whatever. Got it. Um, cool. Who fucking knows, though, dude? I haven't fully wrapped my head around this. Mm. And uh, Well, you're talking about wanting to be a mom, and so I just figured might as well... I know, dude. Might as well ask about the whole school. That's the next big question. I know, and you know what they say, like those year, those early years fly by. And you're looking at pictures of them, and you're like, I can't believe that came out of me. Yeah, you got those first day of school, back to school pics, you know? <laughs> yeah. Taking your kids to the bobs. <laughs> Get them some new threads. Get them some new threads. Uh, Ryan made the move. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, I, I, I have a question for you, shifting gears slightly. So I sometimes think back about things with my shrink. And you've talked about this before. We mentioned external in the last episode. Picking the right shrink for you can be a thing that's valuable. And I remember the last shrink that I went to, he was like, I really like, you know, analyzing dreams. So bring me your dreams. And I don't think I interpreted that the right way because I just started telling him really random dreams. And I think maybe (laughs) he thought, I think what he meant was like, bring me significant dreams and we can analyze them. Mm -hmm. Because I remember he told me that. And then I came in and like, this is specifically the dream that I, I brought to him. Okay. It was a dream about the Academy Awards. They were happening in a field. Patton Oswalt was reading the nominees. Tom Hanks was my father. <laughs> he then won an award. For some reason, Patton Oswalt was dressed like Kim Jong-un. <laughs> like, you know, that great, the great leader yeah, outfit? Yeah. Um, and Tom Hanks, my father, was somehow the best picture. So they're like, all right, the best picture goes to Tom Hanks. So he just came up and accepted the award. And then he was like, hey, guys, I got to go wash the car. And I was like, Dad, you just won an Academy Award. What do you mean? Like, you, you're going to go wash the car right now before he went up on stage? And I told my shrink that. And he just looked at me like, dude, you did not understand the point of this exercise. He's like, he's like, this is not the dream to share with me, dude. Yeah. He tried to be respectful, but like, I don't know. Apparently, you've got some strange foreign policy Chet Hanks fixation. <laughs> I would never have guessed you know, I don't know what the subliminal messaging messaging is there, but is that like me saying like I want to have this great career, but maybe in reality, like the accolades aren't as aren't what's important, and it's the substance of doing what you enjoy that's important. Is that the obvious message of that? My theory, Julio, and I is do not read too much. Try don't try to make too much meaning out of dreams. 
out of dreams. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So you're at odds with. So your shrink doesn't talk about that with you. No. They don't. So what? So what? What do you find the most value from in therapy? Um, I'm glad you asked that, and and I think, you know, there's so many things that I've been taught. Um, the 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 thing that I was taught that I think is has been the most empowering, impactful thing is that I have more control over my thoughts than I think I do. Mm. Um, which is that, you know, there are there are, there have been many times where I have felt sort of uh almost like like I was under the under the control of my own thoughts. Um that if I was sad, that's just the way things were and I had to ride it out, you mm-hmm. know? Or if something bad happened and I started spiraling you know, that's just the that was I, that's what happens. This is me. My brain's malfunctioning. Whatever, and and the truth is that you know what I've learned is that I have the ability to sort of pull myself out of those bad moments, and that I am not a prisoner of my own thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not. I hate to say the victim of my own thoughts, but uh, that there are there that you can be proactive in changing the way that you feel and think mm-hmm. in any specific moment. Um, that's one thing that I, I found incredibly valuable. And then the second thing that I would also say is, you know, I think, and this is something I talked to my mom about, but that I also brought up with my therapist, and that is um, happiness. You know, we, we, we often strive for happiness, right? Mm-hmm. And people say, well, I'm not happy. I don't understand why I'm not happier. And we, we look at happiness where we, we talk about it as if it's this like state or this achievement of being. And the reality is that happiness is is kind of just an ideal. It, yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it's it's the re, the reality is that a lot of the time when we're happy, we don't realize that we were happy until after the fact. Totally. Totally. That we you look back and you say, "Oh, that moment was great." Or that moment was happy. I was happy in right. that moment or that was a really happy time. What a great vacation. Yeah. Like perspective. We, it's almost yeah. like music. Like you can't say an album was great till you look back on it. Yeah. No. And and instead of seeking some sort of plane or universe of happiness, as if it's like enlightenment or whatever, just be able to try and enjoy moments more. Mm. Very specific moments, whether it's like your daily Peloton ride or how you feel in the, in the moments after that, or, you know, your, your, the first beer you have on a Friday evening after a long day of work mm-hmm. or like grilling a burger on a grill or, you know, spending an extra 15 minutes in bed with the person you love, just sort of cuddling, whatever the fuck it is, you know, if you can sort of enjoy those moments, uh, you will find that, looking back your life was happier happy. than you may have realized in the moment totally and dude like you said it's a conceptual thing so there's like different ways to look at it like you can be happy in the moment you can be generally happy it's also not like an absolute thing like being happy doesn't mean that nothing's wrong necessarily yeah you know what i mean because you're spot on i mean i think about that time we were in jamaica right mm-hmm. and i remember being down there and even when i came back and talked to you about it um I remember saying I had a hard time being on vacation as I often do. And, you know, I, I was still plagued by a lot of the, the, the worries 
that I had that of work or career or whatever while I was on that vacation. Mm-hmm. And yet now when I look back and I, I, I know we always sort of look back with through rose colored lenses on, on especially vacations. There were so many happy moments on that trip. You know, when I went snorkeling and saw this stingray or having dinner with my girlfriend or cocktails by the pool or playing tennis to get whatever it is, you know, that that was a happy time. Yeah. I just didn't even realize it at while I was right, in it. Right, right. So that's good. That's good advice. Those here. are my two pieces of advice. That's and this brings good. us to Yeah. If you guys are looking to get in get in the chair, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh we are working with a cool company called Talkspace. Just essentially like you can do therapy remotely through whichever device you choose. It could be your phone, your computer, whatever. Um, and it's a great service because it'll link you up with one of the, you know, dozens and dozens of accredited therapists um, that are kind of kicking around on the sites. Apparently, sorry, thousands of licensed therapists. Uh, you can send and receive unlimited messages with your dedicated therapist in the app. Schedule live video sessions with your licensed therapist from anywhere on Earth, potentially in outer space, too. I don't know mm-hmm. if they have service out there. You're planning a trip to space. Anyway, start feeling better with a single message. Match with a licensed therapist when you go to Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month with the promo code OOPS. 100 bucks off when you use the code OOPS at Talkspace.com. Mm. And by the way, I, I, I ever, ever since COVID hit, all of my sessions with my therapist have been via Zoom or phone oh, call. Oh, really? Still? And they work great. They work just as well. Interesting. In fact, frankly, I'm, I'm happier not to be schlepping up to her office on the Upper East Side yeah, and dude. sitting in the chair and then Fuck coming that. back down. So it works really well, and, and, and I think the virtual therapy appointments are, are very, very good. I've only done therapy online, so it's amazing for me. So yeah. try it out. Dope. Nice. Um, okay, dude, I have a question for you. Um, do you think... <laughs> I got something for you. Dude, um, do you think that it's an acceptable choice... To name a pet the same name as someone in your extended family. So obviously you wouldn't do it of your sister or your dad, but like your uncle. Like, are you allowed to name your cat Tony if you have an Uncle Tony? Would you tell Tony that you had named the cat for him? No. Because that's weird. Like, you didn't. Say say you didn't name the cat for him. Oh, okay. So it's not to honor or because the cat bears some passing resemblance to your uncle. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, the passing resemblance, if your uncle has a good sense of humor, could be funny. But I just feel like it could come off as disrespectful if you're naming an this animal. Is a, this is a fascinating point. You know what I mean? If you're like, oh, Tony, you're fucking or whatever, whatever the uncle's name is, because I have an, I have two Uncle Tonys. So that's why I'm thinking of that. Like, I would never it would, it's not that I would never or whatever, but it would just be weird to me to name my pet the same name as my uncle. Mm-hmm. Be like, Tony, come here, here, Tony. And him like get confused and then be like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it, I think part of that depends on how close you are to that person. So if, especially if you're going to see them a lot. So, so this is the thing I assume that my uncle, besides my family that lives in Italy, I guess like my, I don't see my aunt coming to visit here, but like on my mom's side of the family where she has family members that are here, they're going to be over the house at some point. Mm -hmm. They're going to see the cat. They're going to know what its name is most likely. Yeah. So, and, and, and so cl- the answer is close enough that they will have a direct confrontation potentially with the animal mm. at play. Okay. All right. I, I don't know. I don't really have a 
problem with it. I, I also part of it too is like, okay, if someone named if if my sister named her dog after me, I'd, I'd be I don't know. I guess partly flattered, right? I'd be more offended if it was a dog over a cat. By the way, but if yeah, but I was gonna say like if they named their hamster <laughs> or guinea pig after me, I would be like, no, really, that's that's to me. Uh, somehow it's more insulting. Cause, dude, yeah, there's something like passive aggressive potential. Like the hamsters just running on the wheel, and the guy's like, "Come on, Francis. Yeah, you're so dumb. I think you're so dumb, Francis. Yeah, <laughs> you just get your exercise, you moron. <laughs> Francis, you just love working out, don't you? Yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, why are you fucking talking to your hamster? Um, <laughs> no, but the I think the higher up the food chain, the less insulting that it is. Interesting. Uh, if you had a pet lion and you named it for me, I would be honored. Really? Yeah. Dude, Francis ate Francis. <laughs> <laughs> you got to come back. Francis is eating Francis. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, anchor, anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. I've told you the guinea pig story, no, right? You have I never? No. Have I not told you this story? Don't think so. Okay, so when we were kids, we were obsessed with animals, especially my sister. And one day, I think we went to the county fair. Okay. The town, you know, the county fair, the the Cumberland County Fair. And there there was a stall that was selling fucking animals and stuff. And <laughs> they they had guinea pigs, and my sister somehow pleaded and begged and my parents gave in and we brought home two guinea pigs a boy and a girl but the the sellers assured us that they had both been oh. neutered and, and spayed and heard uh, that before yeah of course so we get <laughs> home and within I, these things reproduce instantly oh my god and i don't even know what the pregnancy term was maybe a week or something it was fast but we very quickly knew that the, the the female guinea pig, whose name was Juniper, and mine mine was named Hiawatha. Juniper was getting Junipiped, dude. Yeah, yeah. Hiawatha is Hiawatha, hilarious, dude. Which, yes, I, I realized probably the cultural appropriation for which I apologize. But, um, Hiawatha. <laughs> Hiawatha and I mean, Juniper. dude, as long as you didn't put like a headdress on him, I think it's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't do like Indian war cries or anything like that. Uh, but Hiawatha gave Juniper the pipe and he gave uh, her the old rain dance soon enough. They, they, we had like, they, you know, 12 Guinea piglets running around oh, man. and, um, Jesus, dude. And, and we had this whole flock of Guinea pigs and we used to take them into the backyard and we would set up this sort of pen for them using blocks and boxes and they would run around in the grass, and they'd be happy. They'd chirping away. And one day, my sister and I decided to ride our bikes to the store to get ice cream. 
the uh, the Freeport South Freeport Village store, and we got our ice cream, and then we rode our bikes back. And just as we were pulling into the driveway, we pulled around, we walked around, we dropped off our bikes, went around to the back of the house just in time to see the last guinea pig being carried off in the talons of an osprey. No. My sister started screaming. No. I don't know if you know this, but guinea pigs can also kind of scream. Yeah, how And I'll you? never forget Sorry. that her scream and the guinea pig's scream kind of had this weird harmony which I found very pleasing to the ear. Um, Dude, no wonder you need therapy. It's like the lambs, Clarice, the lambs. Yeah. Do you see hear them crying? Look, you know, this was as close <laughs> as maybe I've come to making that turn, that moment in childhood where you either become a, you, you set yourself on the track towards being a serial killer yeah. <laughs> or you don't. And I was absolutely enchanted by the, the violence of nature. <laughs> but I realized in that moment that I did not want to. Uh, take part myself okay. and I, that was a very important <laughs> path i yeah. chose yeah. i was like yeah i'll keep my hands out of that oh you know God. i'll let them the beasts do their work how old were you i was probably seven. Oh man that's brutal it was no it was, i thought it was sick i didn't like the guinea pigs that much i wasn't emotionally attached to them we had so many all of a sudden yeah interesting and that's uh, a, yeah that's some definitely a serial killer red flag like young kids think that and those kind of like rod- rodentia yeah. are significant, mm. you know, like even a mouse. Or we, fucking- dude, we, I mean, we were, we were big on, on pets. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had an Angora rabbit, which was the dumbest animal. We, thump? I don't think it thumped, but here's how stupid the Angora rabbit is. Um, it grows fur so fast that if you don't comb it with this <laughs> special metal toothed comb, which pulls out huge clumps of fur mm-hmm. every single day. It will grow fur so fast that it will suffocate under its own coat and die. Jesus, dude! I've heard that rabbits are a high maintenance pet, and they're not really affectionate. Either. But that is the v- v- absolute antithesis of evolutionary theory. Yeah, totally. which is that we have somehow bred an animal, a pet, such that it will not survive without human intervention. That's crazy. That's crazy. Dude. So I hated this thing and thought it was really stupid. Dude, so one of my boys had a, a guinea pig, and this guinea pig uh, was named Snickers. Mm. And it's funny, like, he really loved Snickers, apparently, because he sent us a group text. So I actually used to live with, this is one of the people I used to live with. Uh, so me, his sister, and brother all received this group text from him saying one day, Snickers passed. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I had never heard someone use that term. It's like a... The term past is like a comforting term. It's something you say because you don't want to say die because die is so severe. So to receive a text that Snickers had passed, like I couldn't help but smile at that text. Mm. I love Snickers too, dude, but he's a fucking guinea pig. Like, you know, you don't have much of a life expectancy. (laughs) It's strange to alert your friends about the passing of a rodent pet. Yeah. As an adult, right? (laughs) Yes, we were all adults. It was very cute. Well, Chris, what do you got? You were a pet guy? I have some more No, I was just going to ask too. you. I feel like all your pets had good names. What other Dude, names? Hiawatha of... is fucking great. <laughs> yeah, what yeah. Other... 
We had Hiawatha and Juniper. He tried to name his dog David. I, I think that... Cowboy Cowboy and David. Oh, Buster. Buster, Buster, Cowboy, Cowboy and David. and David were the names for the... That we, we, eventually, we settled on Waggy. That Francis tried to name his female dog. Yeah. I was free when I was putting my <laughs> suggestions in the in the hat. Um, David, that's great. yeah. And then and then we had uh, we had Sparkle, yeah. who I named our Yellow Lab. We had uh, Gypsy, who was a <laughs> a collie, and then we had Bruiser, but we called him Bruce for short. Now we <laughs> then we had Milu and Rosie, then we had. Um, Man, we had we had oh Clarissa was our was the, <laughs> the ball python snake that I had. <laughs> Clarissa, yeah, Clarissa. Dude, these are so much better than our names for our our. We had cats because Ryan next door had a litter, and I begged my mom, and now my mom loves cats, but she didn't at first. She was scared of them. But dude, our names are the most basic possible. Like you could probably guess them. The first one was Frisky, which is literally it's as if we were buying cat food and saw Friskies and was like, <laughs> all right, we'll name it Frisky. Tigger, Smokey. And then Micho, which literally means cat. Wait, what is it? Micho in Italian just means cat. Mm. So we just named the cat cat. Like we have <laughs> the most basic. And, and then over the years, they've become a little bit more nuanced. But it's funny that like the first right out of the gate, you definitely take the naming cake potentially. Dude, I, I don't want to take this bit from Rosebud because it's not really a bit, but it's a story that she told me with, with Andy. Uh, I was just hanging out with them. Um, couple weeks ago at the comedy cellar i went to the comedy cellar did i tell you that Mm -mm. yeah i never go there because i'm afraid of the place (laughs) uh but i was there with shane having a drink and then rosebud and andy came and said hi we sat with them for a bit and they have a dog named mouse Mm -hmm. and they were on a plane with their dog and the dog shit in the no. carrier diarrhea oh my god and everybody on the plane started smelling it oh my god so then rosebud had to take the dog into the bathroom to try to clean the dog up oh my god the dog dude. was terrified and so she ended up taking her sweatshirt off and sort of wrapping the dog in it because the dog was wet from its own shit oh and from like cleaning god. it all up and then brought the dog back out but when she emerged from the bathroom she was now wearing a different outfit she had taken her sweatshirt off right. And so everybody looked at her thinking that she had shit her pants. And that's why she went to the bathroom. Oh, that's funny. But she had the dog. Yeah, but people, I don't somehow like right, not enough right, people. Right. I don't know. The way that's she told funny. it was hysterical. But that's pretty uh, funny. Yeah. That's funny, dude. Yeah, it's funny. Dude, these pets, like they, some of these stories of pets are so funny how tra- traumatizing they were. Like, I know I keep talking about Ryan all episode, but one day we were walking down the street and we just saw his cat, Chester. I'll never forget this completely flattened with just an eyeball like it had been run over by a car so flush that it was just a pancake on the sidewalk oh my god chester he just sprinted home sobbing and i was scarred so i was like that was the most terrifying thing i've ever seen i guess that's shitty for anybody but dude it was like devastating bro imagine seeing your cat just deduced to reduced to fucking pancake-dom that's heavy Dude, we won. I won ducks at the fair in Italy. Did I ever tell you this? No. So in Italy, like they have throwing games at the fair, and like Italians can't throw shit. You know what I mean? Like they don't play baseball. Like we show up, like me, my dad, my brother, and I, all good baseball players, and we just start winning everything. So we won a bunch of ducks, and then the fucking ducks drowned, dude. I was like, how the fuck did a duck drown? Yeah. I almost don't believe that story. Like we left it at the farm, which like one of my uncles owns a farm, 
And like, they're like, oh, sorry, the ducks drowned. I'm like, what are you talking about? They're ducks. <laughs> He's like, yeah, but they were in a cage and like there was a big rainstorm and like they drowned. And I was like, oh, well, that makes sense. And that sounds really sad. Yeah, but like, they're... that's like the lower classes on the Titanic. <laughs> There's just nowhere for them to go. Yeah, they were, remember those scenes from the movie where they can't get past the metal gate? Yeah, oh my God. And they dude. take the bench and knock it down. Jesus. I could go for watching that movie again. I haven't seen that in ages. I know, dude. But dude, if you're on a sinking ship, man, it's important to make sure you got a pair of bird dogs on. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you can do yes. it all in those bee dogs. Yes, that is the most versatile short for uh, making sure you you blend in with the women and children and manage <laughs> to find a nice comfy seat. And now they got the, the joggers too. So if you're trying to sneak into a lifeboat like Billy Zane famously did and get away with it while all the women and children are still loading on, you can sprint over and hop into the boat. Love that. Unnoticed. Yeah, the bird dogs are great. And if you do end up, you know, in the water. At least you'll be happy knowing, you know, it's not going to weigh you down too much because they do work as a very functional swimsuit. They're an amphibious yes, item. Yes, exactly <laughs> right. We love our bird dogs. Uh, go get a pair right now. They've got some joggers coming out, yeah, man. Sick. They've got joggers coming out. Perfect pant for fall. Uh, it's going to be sick. Promo code OOPS. That'll get you uh, something fun along with your order of whatever you buy. Shorts, pants, joggers, any of those things. I wear the pants for golf. Every single time I play in the fall, it's the best. That's birddogs.com, promo code OOPS. They're great. Get in there. Um, okay, dude, so you want to get in some emails? More than anything in the world, Let's Ron. can do it. All right, so we have a, cu- a couple here that we can maybe get through. This one is, uh, I think we're going to enjoy it. Here we go. Um, big fun of the pod. I have a story that I can't resist but to share with you. My sophomore year of college, I started dating this baseball player at my school. I was on the volleyball team, and as college athletes yourselves, you know that the social circle of student-athlete community can be very, very small. Everyone is involved in each other's drama, and secrets don't exist. This was a super nice guy who was recently single after ending a seven-year relationship with his high school sweetheart. He had never been with anyone other than her, so our first time hooking up was a little awkward with some hesitancy on how this whole thing was supposed to work. Spoiler alert, this is a little, uh, no, not spoiler alert, disclaimer, this is a little vulgar, just in case you, mm, oh uh, boy. you got kids in the room or something. Okay, uh, fast forward a couple of minutes, yes, a couple of minutes, he's unsure of where to finish. He ends up pulling out and finishes off to the side of my bed. Oh no. Within seconds, the lights and fan both turn off. <laughs> oh, <boy>. <laughs> <laughs> Confused. Uh, <laughs> I guess they didn't have their splurge protector installed correctly. <laughs> uh, oh, baby, late in the game. That's pretty good. The old splurge protector. Confused, I got up to check it out. After looking into the electrical box, I returned to find him with his jaw on the floor. It turns out he actually finished onto the wall where his liquids then dripped down into the electrical socket and short-circuited the entire house. Yeah. A literal lights-out performance. The next day at practice, <laughs> he decides to tell his coaches the story, and within days, it spreads to all the sport teams. Every game he pitched from there on out was jokingly labeled as a lights-out performance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and nine months good. later, a Pikachu emerged. <laughs> Bro, go off, Francis. Go off. Pika? Pika fire. You impregnated the wall socket and birthed a Pikachu. That's fucking hilarious. Uh, uh, thanks for sharing. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, and this one is is uh this is a good one too. So let's get into this. 
Uh, this is called How I Met My Other Half. Okay. Hey, gents. So I was at a sauna chain called Perspire. Ha, good session. And wanted to use their one shower, but it was being used. Decided to just go home rather than wait and awkwardly sweat all over the front waiting area. So after a long sauna, you're pretty out of it. I go to the parking lot, get in my car, towel on seat, and I start backing up. Then, bang, I backed into another car. Uh-oh. The driver was a pretty attractive girl who was also sweaty as hell and also a little loopy. She had just come out of hot yoga class next door. Her headlight was broken, and we both didn't feel like waiting for an officer, so I offered to split the cost with her. She accepted this, but said that she was worried about driving the car and getting a ticket with only one headlight. Anyway, there was definitely a vibe going on between us. I didn't know if it was because we were both out of it and half naked, but it was there. So, I end up offering to let her use my shower. And I call a lift from my house. Um, I also made a Jacob Dylan take me home with one headlight joke, which she didn't get at all, but she accepted and left her car in the lot. I don't get it either, but the I like where this is headlight. going. I don't know that song. Oh, wow. That was a big, that was like a big hit when I was in No saxophone in it, probably, huh? Uh, I don't know. There might have been. Well, you, wouldn't, like have, you wouldn't have liked it if there had been a saxophone. I, I wouldn't now, tell you that much. <laughs> anyway, uh, so she comes back and takes uh, the guest shower while I use mine. Mm-hmm. While I'm in the shower washing my hair with my eyes closed, I suddenly hear the glass shower door open. To my utter amazement, she was I had crossed my apartment and came into my shower naked. Oh my god. As I'm showering. It's like a fucking axe body spray commercial. This is incredible, said, yeah. It took me like five seconds to figure out what the hell was going on before we started making out. So I write this uh because we're six weeks past this meeting and we've just decided to become exclusive. Our friends think it's the most incredible story on yeah. meeting they've ever heard, and I'm kind of proud of it, to be honest. I'm tingling. So, I thought everything was awesomeville until a couple nights ago. She, who I guess is my girlfriend now, told me that this is the exact same way she met her ex-ex-husband. Ex-ex-husband. Oh. She didn't go shower at his place after, but still. Please keep in mind, I didn't know that she'd even been married at that point. Wait, wait, hold on. Are you saying that? Are you saying that she met her ex ex husband through a car accident in the parking lot of? Does she just back into people on purpose? So I'll continue. Okay, okay, here. okay. Sorry, uh, but I think this this is the thought that's popping up here. She I, didn't even know that she had been married at this point. Okay, it mm-hmm. can't just be. It can't just be. Uh, Coincidence? Hold on, what do you say? It can't be okay. It can't be just me because this has got to be a giant red flag. She's only twenty five and has already had an ex husband I didn't know about. Maybe that's just one ex husband. Oh, um, I, it sounded like he meant two, but I thought that the accident was my fault. But now I think maybe she intentionally hit me in the parking lot in order to hook up with me or something or just meet me. I really don't know where to go from here, but I'm seriously considering taking a step back or even doing something crazy like trying to pay for a background check on her. Or at least a Carfax. Mm-hmm. So I had a... <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, so I had a crazy girl in my life once, but intentionally getting to a car accident is the most psychotic dating maneuver I've ever heard of. And I'm worried I could be, you know, yada, yada, yada. Am I overreacting or not? Everything else seems normal about her, and I do really like her. Ooh, this is really spicy. This is delicious. <sighs> this is absolutely... So much to unpack here. I, I really like this story. Because I my initial reaction to this was sort of like, dude, you're overthinking it. Uh, but the ducks really do line up in a potentially concerning way that's at least worth examining. Yeah. What are you thinking? I mean, she told him the story, right? 
if she hadn't told him the story and he found that story out, it's a way bigger red flag, in my opinion. I don't know if maybe she just felt guilty and was like, maybe this is weird. I need to tell him. I really don't know, dude. I don't know. What does your gut say? Um, well, I like her. I like her. Yeah. I think she's got pizzazz. She's got the courage of her convictions. The <laughs> fact that she, you know, went, went to use the guest bedroom and then like entered the, the, his fucking shower is very hot. Uh, and dude, I don't know if the, like if this guy's dad is Warren Buffett or something. Like, I don't know how much of a target he is. What like, gym are they at? Are they yeah, at exactly. Planet Fitness? They were or Perspire, they a... and she was at a hot yoga place. So it sounds like it's an upscale ish okay. type of situation. Yeah. And dude, it's like in order to facilitate that level of a scam, if this guy is a particular target of interest, he's rich. He's a rich kid. Something. If there's something there, maybe this is. If he's just kind of an average guy. It seems like it would be a crazy thing to try to pull this off, unless maybe she just had a crush on him. I don't. I don't. I really don't know. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Well, I think it was a. <laughs> it feels to me as if she did know what she was doing and where it was going. Um. Mostly because she agreed to split the car damage payment and kind of just immediately let immediately let him off the hook even though it was it was his fault and it yeah, and it's also kind of like the perfect amount of damage where that's a reasonable conversation to have because they're a way to sort of facilitate that level of an accident yeah you back into somebody uh they're not typically so happy with you that they want to fuck you <laughs> within an hour. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That is usually like best case scenario they forgive you you exchange information, but it's not odds that the light was already busted. Mm, I'm not going to go so I'm not going to go that far into conspiracy theory territory, but I I do think that either she decided very quickly in her mind, I'm attracted to this guy. Let's see where this goes. Or. Uh, She's also sweaty. So she probably really did just come out of high yoga. Okay. Unless she wasn't. Maybe That's she, a good point. Maybe yeah. she had dried off. I don't think she's been watching this guy for weeks. I don't think she was like sizing him up and mm -hmm. saying, this is my next target. Um, and I'm going to go put my car in his blind spot at the very moment when he leaves his gym right, and, right. and, you know, orchestrate this whole thing. But. Um, and and I also don't really have a problem with the fact that she met her ex-husband that way, I guess. Also, was this was this guy's car nice? That's another that's an easy way to make yourself yeah. a target. One one thing one thing I would as a piece of advice for people is like I I can't really foresee a situation where I decide to become exclusive boyfriend girlfriend with somebody where I don't already know that they were once married. Agreed. I don't get into a serious, defined relationship with somebody without having done my own open background right, a check. very reasonable, a conversation with yes. them about it. And it doesn't even have to be invasive. You're not like, okay, fill out this form. You're literally like, were you married? Have you killed anyone? Yeah. Do you have any crazy story about you that I should know? Do you drink? You, you, know, you, you, you would know whether someone was like, had been, been to rehab and, yeah, right. you know, Typically, you know if their parents are still alive, stuff, stuff like that. Just, yeah, I basics, think the some basics. some bit of dating history, you mm -hmm. know. Yeah, when was the last relationship? It, it would have come up. So, I'm surprised that they didn't 
that they got as far as they did without him knowing that. And I think that's a yeah. little bit suspect. Yeah. Agreed. Like there's there's definitely a few little minor things that are adding up to slight cause for concern. Yep. Proceed with caution, friend. <laughs> that's sort of what I would say. But I'd also th- think, you know, if, if it's going well, don't uh, don't bet against it too much. <laughs> yeah. And with that. Yes. It's another exciting episode of Oops the Podcast, guys. Thanks for joining us. Please follow our social media at Oops the Podcast. Uh, we're on TikTok, uh, obviously our Instagram. Um, I'm at Not Julio. He's at Francis C.C. Ellis. Francis, you got any dates coming up? Uh, yeah, I've got uh, Albany and Hartford Funny Bones. Um, I think it's October 19th and 20th or 20th and 21st. Um, it's a Wednesday and a Thursday night. Available uh, tickets are on FrancisEllis.com. Cool. And I have uh, sort of my own show that I'm developing for the New York Comedy Festival. Details to come. That'll be in November. Uh, and I'll certainly have some dates before then as well to share with you guys. And uh, thank you for listening. We love you and goodbye.